I'm by putting out something with limited sizing like that, you're excluding a lot of the population who not mm -hmm. only for your benefit, you would want to be able to purchase your product, but you're also like, you're basically saying that this isn't for you, which is yeah. horrible. Hello, and welcome to the Yarn Over podcast. I am your host, Sarah Jane. And today we're going to be talking to Janine, who is Knits and Knots WPG on Instagram. Janine is a Winnipeg-based independent crochet and knitwear designer. She specializes in size-inclusive sweaters, and she also gives some hints and tips into customizing those makes to really fit any unique body shape. I'm really excited to be talking to her today. We're going to be talking about her crochet journey and also all about grading. So if grading is something that has puzzled you, if you don't really know what it is, then stay tuned because we have lots of information in this episode. Have you heard the news? My How to Crochet Handy Reference Guide has had a revamp. This 26-page ebook with exclusive video instructions is perfect for beginners or those who love to have all the information at their fingertips. Get yours now at www.bellacococrochet.com forward slash ebook. Hello, Janine. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for wanting to talk to me. Uh, I really have been so looking forward to um, to chatting to you. So for those who've, uh, people who haven't um, come across you before or already know a little bit about you, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yes. Uh, so my name is Janine and my business is Knits and Knots, which started off as a finished product business where I sold hats and scarves and you know all the craft sale items and I did lots of craft sales and markets and sold on Etsy and everything but I was finding that my Instagram was growing to a pretty decent number and people were starting to follow me from all over the world and asking for patterns and I was like what is a pattern and then once <laughs> I kind of started diving into that and exploring what a crochet pattern or a knitting pattern is I loved it and I loved the change of pace from making the same thing over and over again, um, mm -hmm. which I actually, I did enjoy that while I was in university, but then after I just, I needed some new, I don't know, the, the, I needed a change of pace and being able to design allowed me for each project to be different, but yet the same steps. So yeah. I don't know. So that was, that was, yeah. Uh, let's see. So I've been designing since uh, 2017 full time pretty much. Yeah. And yeah, now I just do independent designs. I work with a couple yarn companies and I wrote a book. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the book later because I yeah. love it. Um, but <laughs> first of all, so you started out making hats and scarves, but mm -hmm. when did you actually first pick up a hook? Uh, okay. Well, uh, so what happened was for Christmas in 2015, I asked for, uh, well, I kind of just said in passing that I wanted to learn to knit and crochet. And my mom remembered that, which was so sweet. Nice. And so she keeps saying, like, joking that I owe her, like, a commission from every sale because she, like, got me to <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, she got me this round knitting loom. It's like a circle with pegs on it. Have you seen those mm -hmm. from yes. Michael's or whatever? Um, yeah. Yeah, and so she just got me one of those and a ball of yarn, and I just loved how meditative it was and ended up 
going out, getting more yarn, more yarn. And then I started watching some YouTube videos on other things I can do with this loom. And mm -hmm. then I then I saw people using the same yarn or making similar things, but with this little hook thing. And I was like, what is this all about? <laughs> and then so I kept watching YouTube videos on all these different techniques on real knitting and crochet. And eventually I just had to teach myself. Once I had like a million hats that all looked the same from this loom, I thought yeah. I need to try something new. And first I tried knitting actually, and that took yeah. a while. My first project was horrendous. I, yeah. I still have it though, and it brings me joy. <laughs> and uh, then I tried to crochet and that just clicked a lot more than knitting did, or I don't know if it necessarily clicked more, but I, I enjoyed it more. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, so I would have learned, that was a long answer to your question, but I would have learned in the beginning of 2016, uh, 2016. yeah. yeah. So from 2016 to 2017, becoming a full-time designer, that's that's good going. <laughs> I know. Now that yeah, that's what happened though. Yeah. I, yeah. I was in I was in my third or fourth year of university. I ended up being there for about five years, and mm -hmm. my interest in school was dwindling dwindling a little bit at the same mm -hmm. time as my business was growing. So I, was, yeah. I don't know, I was losing interest in, in what I was studying, which was food science. So not at yeah. all related to knitting uh, <laughs> or crocheting. And yeah. yeah, so I would find myself in class instead of following along with the lectures, I would be watching knitting YouTube videos. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, yeah. funny sometimes how your life just goes in a completely different aspect to what you think it's going to go. Um, but what a journey. That's amazing. <laughs> well done, you. Yeah. <laughs> so you do a lot of um, wearables. So what you call sweaters, I would call mm -hmm. jumpers. Jumpers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, jumpers and cardigans. <laughs> um, so what at what point did you kind of take the swerve into going into uh, that kind of thing? Um, okay, well, after so many hats and scarves, the next thing that I tried was actually bralettes. So I was making mm -hmm. all this kind of like beachwear bathing suit type things. And um, then that just seemed a lot easier to me than a full on sweater for some reason. Um, and then, yeah, I the first garment that I made that actually got me any traction was um this like long vest that I have um mm -hmm. it's kind of like a bohemian beachy flowy oversized vest with fringe on the bottom and yeah. then I actually released that pattern only with one size back in the day because I didn't even realize like I, if one size fits all I said yeah it did, it did not fit all <laughs> <laughs> I, I've since updated it but at the time that's I just thought well here's what I did I wrote it down I don't think I probably was not a great pattern at all and I put it out there and uh yeah and and but I feel like that's what you have to do in the beginning it's no one's yeah. good in the beginning at anything no. when you try something new and no. anyway then the first sweater that really got me traction after that was the rosebud raglan and mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of put me on the map as a crochet designer yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, you touched on one size doesn't fit all. So that kind mm -hmm. of talk, takes us into size inclusivity. So for those who don't know what that is, can you explain a little bit more? Sure. So with that first thing I was talking about where I put out one size, which was mm -hmm. my size, obviously that doesn't fit everyone in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, by putting out something with limited sizing like that, you're excluding a lot of the population 
So not mm -hmm. only for your benefit, you would want to be able to purchase your product, but you're also like, you're basically saying that this isn't for you, which is yeah. horrible. And mm -hmm. so now, uh, yeah, with the sweater that I was talking about, the Rosebud Raglan, that was the first garment that I put out in that full size range. And I didn't know how to grade for plus sizes at that time. Mm -hmm. So I actually hired a grader for that and paid somebody to do it for me so that it would be done properly. Um, I've since updated the pattern and I kind of scrapped it and completely rewrote it now that I know more about grading and shaping and all that. But mm -hmm. at the time, it was a really great option, I think. And I feel like that's why the pattern did so well was because I was able to reach a larger audience and yeah. a wider range of sizes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really important. So what kind of size range do you do from now with your patterns? So now all of my garments uh, are written in nine sizes, or if there's any hybrid sizes, then it will be at least from extra small to 5X. Mm -hmm. So in inches, that would be like a 28 inch to 62 inch bust measurement. Yeah. 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 So you talked you talked about grading there. <laughs> grading is still a subject that I'm still learning a lot about. Uh, <laughs> but I I could probably say that you've pretty much perfected it now, haven't you? Because oh. in your in your book, um, I mean, I'm showing this on camera now. But those who are listening, I have Janine's book in front of me, which is Modern Crochet Sweaters. There are some amazing. Well, they're all amazing. Oh, um, thank you. I admitted to you actually on Instagram that I've never made a garment. Although saying that I have actually, I did start making a cardigan. I never finished it because I just didn't finish. <laughs> I just didn't finish. But I think one of yours is going to be my first. Oh my um, God. And you, you recommended one to me, didn't you? That's really good for like your beginner um, project. Oh, yes. I remember telling you, I do not remember which one I told you. That. Yeah, um, I think it was towards the back of the book. I'll try and remember and I'll leave it in the show notes because we'll mm -hmm. leave all the information in the show notes anyway. Um, what has but stopped yeah, you from making a garment? I just have to ask. It's scary. <laughs> It, yeah I guess I guess if you've never done one before it does feel scary mm -hmm. um and I think for me I know that if I if I made one myself people would ask me for a pattern and then mm -hmm. I'm like okay but then I have to know a bit more about grading and it still scares me <laughs> a little bit when it comes see, to grading um so I think that's probably one of the things that has put me off but if I start with one of yours I can gain my confidence and then I can go from there so I think mm -hmm. um I think that's definitely for me. A lot of people ask me for um, baby makes when I had my first daughter and I says no because these this cardigan or whatever I make will end up with too long arms, too short on the body. I, just, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. So I'm going to start with yours. I have some yarn in mind ready um, but yeah I'll let you know how I get on. <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait. But yeah you have um uh, grading throughout your or you've graded your patterns so that you offer all those sizes um mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about grading um for those who don't really know what it is and you know how how do you work through that where do you start with it and then um you know bring it into your patterns mm -hmm. okay uh well grading a pattern just means that you are translating one version of that item into other sizes and so the challenge with garments is that okay for, first of all the standards 
there are standard sizes that you can look at. So I don't know if in the UK you use the same thing, but do you do you use the Craft Yarn Council for measurements and stuff? I do personally. You do? Yes, okay. But I well, know there are some people who won't know what that is. Right. So, well, at least in North America and a lot of crochet and knitting publications, the Craft Yarn Council is kind of like a standard sizing um, chart and has all mm -hmm. these measurements and stuff so that within all different magazines and books and publications and everything, all the, you know, the hook sizes are all have the same names and the um, different sizes. So like, for example, I fall under a size small under the sizing chart, which is like a 32 to a 34 inch bust. And then the next size up is 36 to 38. So while not every person will fall perfectly into these sizes, obviously, it's just a way for different for for people to create patterns that are all like a small will if you're a small in one pattern you're most likely small in a different pattern if it mm -hmm. uses the same sizing chart obviously every pattern you have to still check the measurements and stuff but yeah that's what that's for and so basically when i'm um creating a new garment I will make it to fit me because I know what size I fit under. And if, mm -hmm. if you were making yours for like a different model or someone else who's going to wear it in your photographs or whatever, you'd probably make it for whatever their size is. But mm -hmm. I'm in my photos. I'm the only body I got. So <laughs> I use mine. And then once I figure out all the measurements and everything and I, lots of times I have to make it and I hold it up in the mirror, it doesn't fit, rip it out, try again. And once I get it to fit me, and I'm happy with it, then I'll write out what the, all the steps. Um, lots of times I'll do it while I'm going as well, so I don't forget, because there's a, yeah. lot, a lot that goes into making a sweater or whatever. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, so then I'll open a like a Google Doc or a Word Doc or whatever, and I'll just write it all out. And um, then I'll open Excel. This is where it gets fun. And <laughs> I'll line up all the sizes. So I'll have like extra small, small, medium, XL, 2X, 3X, 4X, 5X. And then usually the first step in a sweater is I'll figure out the bust size that I want each size to have. So mm -hmm. based on that chart that I was talking about, I know what my target measure, like I know what the body measurements are. So if, if for example, my sweater has two inches of positive ease, which means it fits me with like two inches of two, it's two inches larger than my bust. So it would be right. a little bit loose. Yeah. Um, then if I want two inches of positive ease in all the sizes, I would just go up by increments of four since they're all kind of like four inches apart from each other each size. Yeah. Maybe it sounds complicated when I'm saying it, but it, that's really not the, that's not like a hard part. That's kind of the easy part, kind of figuring out what all the measurements that I want their garments to have. Yeah. And then the rest is sort of like a puzzle because <laughs> you know all the measurements you need and you just have to figure out how many stitches and how many rows will equal that. Yeah, and I don't know. Obviously, you're not you're for, for your gar like grading your first garment. You're not going to jump into like a really complicated raglan or anything like that. But mm -hmm. if you start off with like pretty much two like squares with maybe simple sleeves or like a loose cardigan, it's I don't know. You can start off simple. It doesn't have to be too complicated. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go from there. Because I think I would want to like. I would probably overcomplicate things. <laughs> That's probably why I'm not uh, I'm not getting any further than what I've got already. <laughs> well, honestly, you have so much crochet knowledge. You're probably a much better crocheter than I am, to be honest. I'm just familiar with like shaping and like what aspects need to change for different sizes. But you're probably like you're probably way ahead of me already. <laughs> <laughs>
I bet you could do it if you tried. <laughs> yeah, I will I will try. I really hope you're enjoying this episode of the Yarn Over podcast. But I couldn't wait to jump in and tell you all about the brand new Bella Coco Crochet Homeware Collection. This stunning texture collection contains the briar blanket, the jasmine cushion, the succulent plant holders, the fern wall hanging and the elm draft excluder. If you want to find out more about this collection then head to bellacococrochet.com forward slash the hyphen homeware hyphen collection. So when we're looking at um, gauge and, and sizing and things um sorry when we're looking at grading and sizing gauge is really important isn't it um mm -hmm. to make that gauge swatch before you actually start your project otherwise if you get that wrong you're going to end mm -hmm. up with <laughs> something that doesn't look like it's supposed to exactly i know a lot of people don't like to do gauge swatches myself included it's one of those things where you're like oh do i really mm -hmm. have to do it but i think the answer especially with garments is yes <laughs> you really yeah, must do it especially with garments there are some things that I don't know maybe I'll sometimes I'll just if I'm following a pattern I'll start it and then as I'm like just beginning I'll measure my work just to check so like mm -hmm. I guess that counts as sort of checking gauge but mm -hmm. yeah for a garment if you're following a garment pattern you definitely want to check gauge if you want yeah. it to fit <laughs> If you don't yeah. care if it fits, then you don't have to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, then. So for those who um, are getting into designing garments, do you have any particular tips on, I mean, we've talked about your workflow, but do you have any tips of where they can start um, to learn or, you know, get into that, that grading side of things? Hmm. Well... I would say start with a simpler piece. So maybe mm -hmm. something that is almost like a rectangle with like, like if you're doing a some kind of top, maybe it would be a rectangle up to this point and then maybe you just add a little bit here. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's for the neck. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people do that and then make mm -hmm. like just a solid rectangle as the back and then you could yeah. just add a few rows here for sleeves and, yeah. and then you're done. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be intense for your first one. Mm -hmm. um but and then i would say definitely just give it a shot and see how you do and send it to a tech editor because then your mm -hmm. tech editor will tell you where you went wrong or if you're on the right track and probably yeah. give you some tips and uh advice on where to look for i don't know you know more information if you're lacking on anything yeah yeah that's my definitely. number one tip tech editor they'll solve all your problems <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this spreadsheet that you're talking about i do love a spreadsheet do you have it all already worked out or do you have to change it every time you do a different um garment uh i do start as in like the main time. so like the formulas and things that you use are they always the same or do you just start afresh um i pretty much start fresh for each one um uh, mm -hmm. there are times i'll reference old ones so for if it's like a simpler uh, oh my gosh simple <laughs> circular yoke is what I was trying yeah. to say <laughs> then I'll go back and see what calculations I did just to make sure I'm doing the same thing and I'm not I don't know I make sure I'm on the right track so sometimes mm -hmm. I'll do that um but I usually yeah I usually start completely fresh and only look at other ones if I if I have a question or just like, if it's a pattern that has a, a similar stitch or whatever to to an older one, then mm -hmm. I'll, I'll double check them. But yeah, I start fresh mm -hmm. every time. And then I uh, use another page in my Excel sheet um, 
to calculate all the yardage as well. Okay. Because I know that some people, they'll write the pattern out and then they'll send it to their testers and have the testers uh, measure or weigh their project to see how much yarn they used. And that's how they'll determine the yardage or how many meters or whatever per size. But mm -hmm. I actually calculate all the stitches. And so like, for example, if I made size small of something, I will pretty much break up the whole pattern line by line, how many stitches are in each row, and then just yeah. like sum it all up. And I'll know how many stitches are in my entire thing. And I'll know how much it weighs. And I'll know the yardage information of the yarn I use. So I'll figure out how much, how many yards I used. And then I'll do the same thing. It's just like adding up all the stitches. And then I cross multiply to figure out how much yardage I used in all the other sizes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is all I can say. That's amazing. I really do need to learn how to do this, I think, because it does sound really fun. I think once you got your head around it, you know, yes, the satisfaction of being able to work that out must be so cool. The coolest part is once I finish the pattern and what I think is good and I have it edited and I send it to testers and then I mm -hmm. see the first finished thing like it actually worked it's like the best yeah. feeling <laughs> oh amazing and do yeah. you have people make every size do you have testers that make every size of your pattern I do I try to always have three people make every mm -hmm. size mm -hmm. um I didn't used to do that but I found that in case you get ghosted or someone drops out for whatever reason, I want to make yeah. sure I at least have one in the end, um, ideally two, so that, I don't know, just, just so I can make sure that they got similar numbers for everything and no mm -hmm. mistakes. But yeah, so like when I did testing for the book, I did it all at the same time. And so I was testing for 20 patterns that all have nine sizes and three wow. like it was a lot of people <laughs> it's like yeah. a full-time job just to run the tester groups for a couple I'm months sure. There. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. and if people want to sign up to be one of your testers they can do that via your website can't they yeah yeah it's um I, I'm sure you'll have the link but it's knitsandots.ca yeah. and then there's in like one of the top corners it says become a pattern tester and you just sign up yeah anyone no you don't have to have any like experience or anything anyone can do it yeah yeah Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I'll leave that all in all in the show notes so people can can, can go and check it out. Um, but yeah, that's just that honestly it just blows my mind the amount of work <laughs> that goes into your patterns. And you always every time I look at your Instagram, you always seem to have something new as well. It's like, how quick do you crochet? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, while I was working on the book, I feel like yeah. I had a year like, OK, so I wrote the book in 2020. And then mm -hmm. in 2021, that was when we were kind of just doing edits and stuff. It was supposed to come out that year, but it got delayed till February of this year. But yeah. anyway, I felt like I was kind of in this limbo stage mm -hmm. and I just could not, I felt, I, just, I don't know. It was like this weight on my shoulder was that this book was not, it wasn't done yet. Yeah. And so I, I was kind of working on a lot of projects that year that are coming out this year. So yeah. I feel like I got a good head start. So it might look like I'm working on a lot of stuff. I kind of am working on a lot of stuff, but I also yeah. did a lot of it last year too. Yeah. But yeah. Great. But other than that, I put out, like I have a couple different contracts with different companies to do a pattern a month. And then wow. I'm trying to have my own kind of independent releases too, because those are fun and creative and I yeah. like to do those. So yeah, yeah it's a lot. <laughs> Definitely. So what do you have coming up for the rest of this year, 2022? 
Um, well, I have a bloom collection, I'm calling it. So this is one of the things I was working on last year. I started dyeing yarn, teaching myself yeah. to dye yarn. Amazing. And I have, I think there are 10 colorways that are all uh, floral inspired. And my partner, Matt, helped me dye some of them too. So that was oh. fun for us to do together. Yeah. Um, and there are going to be, I, I don't know how many patterns yet, but a couple knit and crochet patterns to go along with it. And then this spring, I will put out a pre-order for it and dye up all the yarn and send them kind of like as kits. So like you could get the yarn and the pattern or just the yarn yeah. or whatever. And yeah, I don't know what to expect because I've never done anything like this before. But this was like kind yeah. of just like a for fun for me project. Mm -hmm. so, I think yeah. sometimes you do have to do those kind of projects, don't you? Just to like flex your creativity. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's good having, uh, you know, being able to work with companies and different things, but quite often you have something that you need to work towards, don't you? Where, whereas things for yourself, you can just really exactly. let that creative side flow. Mm -hmm. And it's so great working with companies. I, I love it. But there's mm -hmm. a diff I work differently when I'm working like towards a deadline that someone set for me with like some parameters on it versus yeah. like creating something just to create it, like just for fun. It's I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. when I surprise myself is when I just do it with no uh pressure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I can find that I've got so many deadlines and a lot of these deadlines are things that um you don't see like with my uh, subscription boxes and stuff like there's deadlines for that that people don't necessarily see um, mm -hmm. on Instagram or and things and quite often when I've got so much to do all I want to do is that one project that came into my head at like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> like exactly. actually, all I want to do is that um because that's where the creativity flows um, that's when I come up with all my ideas is when I'm like about to fall asleep yes yeah yeah why does that happen I don't know I it's very <laughs> annoying like let me yeah. sleep give me the good yeah. ideas during the day when I'm trying to think of them <laughs> yeah yeah was that, that bloom collection I I was just talking about I actually yeah. just woke up at like three in the morning this one night and I was yeah. just wide awake and I couldn't sleep and I just had this idea which is this bloom collection and that's what yeah. happened I just woke up and thought of it and then I started I created a little Pinterest inspiration board and yeah at three o'clock yeah. in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning, that's right. <laughs> oh, nice. I love it. Well, I can't wait to see that. Um, mm -hmm. Can you let everybody know how they can find you on social media? And we've already talked about your website and things, but how can people, yeah. one, find you? And also, where can they find your book? Uh, so on on Instagram, I'm uh, Knits and Knots WPG. It sounds for Winnipeg, where I live yes. in Canada. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm the same, uh, handle on pretty much everything and yeah. the book can be found on, so I have some links on my website on nitsanots.ca that you'll see right away that have a bunch of, you know, it's available on Amazon. There's, I have all the Amazon links and Barnes and Noble and Indigo and books yeah. depository, all these, all these bookstores that I've never heard of. And <laughs> so you yeah. can check that out if you want. Yeah. yeah. It is, it really is such a beautiful book. Oh, and thank the you. Photography, the photography is amazing. Thank you. I Not was only just are you super talented, but you are absolutely beautiful. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you know, you. These, these pictures are just insane. Thank you. So, congratulations. Well, it definitely helps again. having a great photographer who is like a master editor. She did such a good job. And then for a couple of the shoots, I, I did have my makeup done and my hair done and stuff. And that yeah. made me feel 
like a queen so that helped too <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's such a special time isn't it and it must have been so amazing to finally get your hands on it after working on it for for so long and mm -hmm. um, so I really hope that everybody's going to go and check that out and um, oh, thank you say so hello much. to you on social media but thank you so much for joining us on the Yarn Over podcast it's been thanks for having fantastic me. speaking to you you too <laughs> take care bye